Bueller and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Greetings, Earthlings. Greetings. Arthur Motes here <laughs> with my main man, Wesley Yule, the Electric Factory. If you are here, if it is Friday and it is noon, and you know what that could only mean in Pennsylvania and actually wherever you're listening at, mm. because we bigger than just PA. We Mr. know that. Mr. Worldwide? But <laughs> it's Motes and Yule on a Friday, baby, for these next two hours. Man, oh, man, we get to have fun inside the Electric Factory with the power grid, the megawatts. Woo! And you know, this is just what we do on a Friday, and it's kind of scary in here, man. It's mass, it's ghouls and goblins. <laughs> it's one of those days, baby. But hey, you know what we do on Friday, man. Jam-packed show as always. Mm-hmm. We're going to be singing a little bit. Got some Here We Go Rat Bird Edition. Yes, we will. Where it originally yes, started. Do. You know, we're going to also break down this matchup. We got a deep dive into the X's and O's. A little five-star Friday. Yo, no, that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And we got to get to the paper as well. But as we always do on Friday... We love the interaction. We love participation, all right? And the best way to participate and interact with the show is to tweet the show. And on Twitter, you do that by hitting up at DaBody52. DaBody. And at Wesley Eula. Da good hair. And make sure you're getting your score predictions in as well, man, because you know we love to talk score predictions, man, mm-hmm. especially after that one we got yesterday from our boy Brian <laughs> Batco. Lord have mercy. But we'll get to that later. <sighs> but anywho. You tweet them, we'll read them. I like that. Say that again. I get that. I get you that tweet them, we'll read them. Boom. Right where he said. How about said. that? I Score like predictions, that. more specific predictions. This is what we do, man. This, and, and if you got any questions in general, we don't care. We get to it how we get That's to right. it, man. That's right. We got a couple rocking in here already. We'll get to them as we roll Absolutely. along here. But talk to me a little bit, my man. How, how, how you doing on this glorious Friday, man? I'm fantastic, Motsi. I'm fired up. Uh, it's the third week in a row on a Friday that this feels like a big one for the Steelers. Absolutely, man. And I realize the Steelers played big games last year. I mean, they, they, they were 8-5 and five at one point. They went on that long winning streak. They played important games last year. But it feels a little bit different this year, mm-hmm. right, Mudds? Because as much as we believed in the, in the defense last year and as much as we believed that that team could have gotten to the playoffs and made a little bit of noise, I don't think we, realistically we saw the Steelers hoisting a 7th Lombardi last season. All respect to those guys with Mason Rudolph or Duck Hodges you know, standing on the podium. I, I don't think a lot of us realistically saw that. Again, we saw a team that could make the playoffs. We saw a defense that was exciting, a, a team that could certainly make some noise. But it feels different this year. These last three weeks, the anticipation, it's been big game after big game after big game. Now you got the 6-0 Steelers, the 5-1 Ravens. Uh, I, I've missed, I, I missed this last year, Motsi. This, this feels like AFC North football. This feels how it's supposed to be between Pittsburgh and Baltimore, you know, as we get ready to enter November here on the last day of October. You can feel it in the air, baby. Absolutely. I thought Phil Collins was about to make an appearance today. <laughs> <laughs> but you're absolutely right, man. Um, Last year, the, the, the season was always going to be capped, especially, like you said, once we started having to use multiple quarterbacks. We just talked about when you have 
two quarterbacks and you really don't have that one guy, you really don't have a quarterback. Right. You know, that's how the situation the is. The old adage, yeah. Yeah, you don't want two quarterbacks. You want one quarterback, man. But, you know, that was the situation last year. But I feel like it helps us better appreciate what we have this year. I do think at times, because of how successful the organization has been and how they string together years on top of years of just upper echelon play. Now, granted, they're always not going to result in the Super Bowl. I mean, we talk about how it's 32 teams, but only one wins the Super Bowl. And you think about the history of just the Super Bowl in general, how many years the NFL's been you know, playing, and we got the most with six right now, or mm-hmm. excuse me, tied for six right now. But you just see how difficult it is. But when you're talking about this year, the reason why I feel like it's so different is, like you said, the appreciation of the situation. When we talked about 14 through 18, there was no appreciation. It was an expectation, but there was no appreciation. Whereas now, because we've had to endure one of those rough... It's come back full circle. Yeah, one of those seasons where where you start looking around like, oh, this is what life is like in other cities. (laughs) Oh, this isn't too good. I don't like this. Now we really understand it, and and I think we are savoring these moments. We don't take them for granted. Sitting at you know uh, six, uh, excuse me, sitting at six and zero, you understand, man. That doesn't happen easily. But at the same time, you you see how we are legit contenders with the core group of guys that they have here. You have star power. You have rotational guys. You have depth. I think all of those things are why we get these feelings when we're talking about the Steelers this year, man. Hundred percent. That's well said by you. it's the classic, you don't know what you got till it's gone, right? Mm-hmm. And last year, unfortunately, we were all um, very quickly seeing what life without Ben Roethlisberger, what life without a, a franchise future Hall of Fame quarterback is like in the NFL. And to uh, to borrow some words from my buddy Arthur Motes, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> so, yeah, for, for a lot of different reasons, uh, you're right. With Ben back in the fold, with uh, I think some of that – you know, again, just not knowing what you're not appreciating something as much until it's gone. And then now you get it back. Uh, Six and oh, Steelers, five and one Ravens. I'm fired up, man. I, I really am. I, I know I've said this for like three straight weeks now. OK, I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing the hyperbolic radio guy thing. I get it. But I, I haven't been fired up this fired up for a Steelers game in, in a long time. I, I really haven't. I'm I'm ready to go for Sunday at one o'clock, man. A big weekend of football. I mean, Steelers, Ravens, Ohio State, Penn State. Big one for my Mountaineers against the 16th-ranked Kansas State Wildcats. A little JMU flavor with Ben DiNucci getting a start. Manchester United, a big one against Arsenal. It's football weekend. I mean, shoot, we even got Clemson versus Boston College this weekend, (laughs) man. I can't wait. (laughs) Oh, they got Trevor. No, no, not Trevor. No, no, not Trevor. So uh, it's a quick story for you, all right? All right, In, In March, every year normally, um, and, it, and it happened this past year. It was right before the pandemic. Uh, iHeartRadio here, you know, our, our building puts on the great Pittsburgh sports debate down, okay. on, down on the North Shore, usually at, uh, at Tequila Cowboy. So last, Which is a very fine establishment. It is a very way. fine establishment. Don't last take the year, stairs, though. <laughs> last year, right, Boats, it was like, I think it was Wednesday when, mm-hmm. the, like, when the country shut down. Right. It was like a Wednesday, like that second week, first or second week in March. Mm-hmm. The great sports debate was that Monday, okay? And and that was the Monday night when it was announced that Tom Hanks got COVID. Oh, and he was one of the first yes, big-name yes. people that, that, that you know announced the that he had COVID. And so it's the end of the great Pittsburgh sports debate, right? And everything's wrapping up, and there's some guy standing at the bar, and the announcement comes on TV, Tom Hanks got COVID. This guy turns around and goes, they got Hanks! <laughs> 
You know, like it was like yeah. the United States announcing Osama bin Laden or something. Like, they got they him. got Hanks. And that's the first thing I thought yesterday. <laughs> they got Trevor. Not Trevor. No, not Not the Trevor. biggest name in college football. Oh, no. Not Mr. Sunshine. Yeah, I, 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 it hurt my heart. I didn't want to believe it. I Listen. So with my phone, I get notifications. Obviously, no social media notifications. Just, you know, USA Today, CNN, Fox, like big news. So as you can imagine, when I get this alert on my phone, I'm thinking I'm about to read something <laughs> political. I'm like, okay, did somebody right, say something somebody in a debate? Something did or... somebody tweet? Like, what's going on here? Oh, no. Trevor Lawrence. COVID. I said, oh, my gosh. First thing I said was, man, you got to be, like, massive big time to get a COVID update for Seriously. a sports player. But, hey, man. He's definitely done, you know, a great job in getting to this point. Yeah. And obviously we hope that everything is, you know, well with him as he recovers through this process. Because, I mean, we, we're seeing some of the scenarios where they're talking about, hey, well, certain players have dealt with it and had a little bit more symptoms than other people. And uh, I'm drawing a blank on one of the guys' names, but it was, I know it was an NFL guy who was a practice squad guy. The running was, back from the Jazz. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Who was actually having, like, even more serious complications, and ultimately was going to have to. They put him on IR for the rest of the year. Right, Armstead. Yes. Is his so name. behind his symptoms, they put him on uh, injured reserve for the He's year. Been hospitalized due to twice. COVID. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's the whole thing. You just never really know how people are going to react to it right now because they're still gathering information on it. So we're definitely, you know, as we make light of the situation, we do understand the absolutely. seriousness absolutely. of it. Yeah. But man, it was just crazy to me though when you think about it. It's like, man. You just never know right now, man. You just never know. So No matter how insulated you are. I right. mean, we talked about this, right? There's nobody in this country that's more insulated than the president. Uh, Clemson was very quick to say Trevor Lawrence lives by himself. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have any roommates or who are teammates or anything like that in terms of the contract right. tracing. But, I mean, even a guy who lives by himself, Trevor Lawrence, who I'm sure has, you know, he doesn't need to go to the grocery store and do a lot of these things, right? right. He, he's got a lot of help. He's kind of got – he's in a good position there in Clemson. Yeah, I mean you gotta be you gotta be careful. It can happen anywhere. I, I saw what, um the Broncos had a positive yeah. test this morning. And then, right? I mean, even we, we talked about a couple of days ago, even Wisconsin, remember they had their uh their quarterback, starting quarterback test positive as well. So it really doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you're doing. I mean, it can happen to anyone. It's just one of those scenarios. Because I mean, that was the whole purpose of them starting college football back was that hey man, the players would be safer on campus isolated with us than they would at home and things along that nature so it's never going to be perfect but we all got to deal with it some other yeah. news though man going yeah. on in the nfl um obviously this pertains to our matchup this weekend man they're uh the, the baltimore ravens they extended uh ronnie stanley they're they uh, starting left tackle big man. Big, big time contract five years 112 million uh about 70 million uh guaranteed as signing Whew. it's big time doing honestly i mean we, we could both agree He's it's, good. It's, it's, it's deserved. <laughs> he's really good. <laughs> I just hate the fact that he's not going to get to enjoy his payday weekend because, uh, you know, we That's got right. two guys coming into All town. All right, here's $70 million ha, guaranteed. Ha. Now keep Bud Dupree and TJ Watt quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that that's my thing. I said, man, it, it sucks. You got to celebrate next week with a victory. Yeah. You know, you got to you're gonna take an L. Ain't gonna give up a couple of sacks, but it, it comes with the territory, you know. No, without a doubt. And uh, it's funny, uh, Elijah, the sneaker goat here, who we mm -hmm. haven't heard from in a long time. What's up, Elijah? Uh, long time said, no see. He my just friend. tweeted, Baltimore just paid one of their linemen seventy mil guaranteed. Yeah, he's worth it though. I yeah, mean, he without is without a doubt. He is one of the best tackles in the league, and he's what only twenty four, twenty five yeah, years old. Absolutely, so super young, just man. hitting his stride. Yeah, and. uh and that kind of sets the stage for another interesting backstory because, again, all right, 
here you go. We think you're the best young tackle in football. Here's the big deal. Here's all the money. Now go protect Lamar on Sunday against Absolutely. the <laughs> I mean, because you got to think, that's what they drafted him for. That's what they're paying him for is mm-hmm. to protect him from Bud and TJ. So we'll see how it plays out. I have my uh, (laughs) questions and concerns, but we'll get to that later on today. But coming up next, we're going to talk about stopping Lamar Jackson. Wait, who? The reigning MVP. Oh, that guy, yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about that. We're going to deep dive into that a little bit when we get back from the break. It's Mo Singular on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Oh, it ain't no Euler and Moats. You know it's Scary Friday, which means it's Moats and Euler in the Electric Factory. I apologize for the pump fake there with the Billy Joel. No, you got to do that sometimes. We got, on you know, we've, we've informed the people we've had some soundboard issues in here this week, all right? So I'm, I'm running with some new software over here. So I'm still getting used to the buttons, all right? So apologies for cutting off Billy there and coming back to it. All right, pump fake. Remix. Listen, listen as long as you come back to him, that's all that matters. <laughs> if you were on the rate, if, if you were like a, a, a dish jockey, they would just say, oh, Bring that back, DJ West. Bring that back. <laughs> oh, yeah, he going crazy. That's what we say. He going crazy right Remix. now. Remix. Yeah, that's all, man. <laughs> so I like it, man. I'm not opposed to it at all, man. It's, it's a good, good little situation. Always good having some Billy Joe when I get back on that air, oh, man. I need you know, that. When it comes to Lamar Jackson, we're going to tell you about it. <sighs> Ain't that the truth. I'll tell you everything we feel. Oh, good, bad, <laughs> pretty, ugly. Oh. And, yeah, man, we're talking about Lamar. We know I mean, what he is and what he has been able to accomplish since becoming the full-time starter. And when I talk about full-time starter, I'm talking about that second year for him, not the the last, was it, taking over at the week six or seven or whatever he did. Once they've created this offense for him, man, he's been one of the most dynamic offensive players in the league. And even with his numbers being slightly down on a per-game basis in terms of total yards, that's passing and running game included. He still is being efficient and effective. I think the biggest thing, though, when we're watching him, you're still seeing some of the same stuff from an accuracy standpoint, but it's still more footwork related, yeah, right? In yeah. terms of when he looks calm, when he looks under control, man, he looks good. I mean, he hit the throws, very strong arm and things like that. But the teams that have been able to have some success against him and really make him struggle as a passer are the ones where he's having to move his feet a little bit. Philly did a great job of this, man, with the pressure they were able to generate, ultimately just making him look a little bit uneasy at times. And I thought that was a big reason that, along with the uh, along with the penalties that the Ravens had, was a big reason why they were able to get back in the Absolutely. game. But with Lamar, man... Every time I watch him, I just say the same thing over and over, man. When he's moving around, freelancing, when he is being able to extend plays, he is an absolute nightmare mm-hmm. to, to defend because, I mean, he has that capability to throw the ball downfield. It's not like some of these other, what we used to call you, uh, we would call them athletes at quarterback, sure, right? Sure, sure. Like he, he's not that Tight because he still has the capabilities to beat you. Well, with he his is arm. an athlete, a quarterback, but he could do more than right. The right, traditional... he's more than just that. Yeah, just pigeonholing him into that right. vein. Right, and, and I think that's what makes him so difficult right now, man. Whenever he's been able to extend, whenever he's been able to, like I said, take a little bit more time, 
he lights you up. That's when you're seeing him get some of those dagger plays. A lot of their big-time downfield throwing passes and stuff like that off of play action or they're off of him extending. But the teams, like I said, that are able to not only contain him but get him on the ground, don't allow him to get that extra three, four seconds in the pocket or outside the pocket extending and things like that, those have been the teams that have really frustrated him the most. I mean, you think about the Chiefs, how they were able to get after him a little bit, make him not seem as cool and collected. And and the thing is crazy – he plays fast, but it's still his pace, hmm. if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. Whereas when he's forced to speed up and play faster than he would like, that's when he struggles. That's when, hmm. like I said, the technique kind of goes out the window. Some of the things he does from a ball security standpoint gets a little little dicey. Some of the things, like I said, from a footwork standpoint gets a little dicey. And you could just see the way to make him speed up, though, is by creating that pressure on him, but it's that double-edged sword with it because obviously you create pressure on him. He makes one guy miss. Now, now we got a problem. Whole lot of pasture in front of him. Yeah, we saw that in Philly too. Mm-hmm. And whole that wasn't of, cool. Whole lot of green grass. Whole yeah. lot of whole lot of green grass. Whole lot of whole lot of. Get much. I think that the the narrative out there on Lamar Jackson right now is a little misguided, little misplaced. I mean, isn't it always? Because he pretty good for a running back. He uh. He hasn't lit the world on fire this year like he did last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Let's see how many Billy Joel puns we continue to work in here. There it is. Maybe he didn't start the fire this year like uh-huh. he did last year. There it is. There it is. <laughs> but he hasn't, like, fallen off the face of the earth. He, he hasn't taken some major step back either. Right, and, and people... I think just because he's not putting up the gaudy numbers well, that he and, was and last year, people think that, oh, well, yeah. he's been found out. It's like, man, the, the type of season, it's kind of like if we said, oh, Mahomes taking a step back. Right. No, Mahomes just left Earth and went to Pluto right. last uh, right. uh, two seasons ago, and now he's back on Jupiter. Like, he's still not on the Earth. Can- he's Kansas on Jupiter City, right Kansas now, City man. The Kansas City offense isn't quite the same as yeah. it was last year. Well, I mean, yeah. No kidding. Did you see what the offense was last year? Like, come it's on, still man. pretty darn good. Right, no question. But that bar, that it's a reason why – the seasons they had were record-breaking. Yes. It's a reason why the seasons yeah. both of those guys had were it's historic. Like, so what, did you want Usain Bolt to break the world record every single time he ran the oh, 100? Oh, man, like, he, he, he didn't <laughs> run 9, he didn't run nine five. now he ran nine seven eight. Oh, oh man, he losing he's it. losing it. He's losing he's it. He's losing it. Yeah, right. That, <laughs> that's like the example right there. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's been a weird mixed bag. He's still having a lot of success throwing to his tight ends. Mm-hmm. Seven touchdown passes to the tight ends, uh, but through six games, only two touchdown passes to the wide receivers. So they're they're still very predicated on getting the run going to open up the pass mm-hmm. lanes. It's going to be interesting for me to see how Baltimore comes out, how they script this offense, how they kind of want of how they want to. I don't know insert how they think they can insert their will right. on this Steelers defense. What does that look like? Is it a lot of Mark Andrews? Is it maybe you know bringing J.K. Dobbins more into the fold this week with with Mark Ingram being banged up with the ankle situation? I'm very curious to see how they attack the Steelers, Motsi, because they're just they're they're not getting a lot from their wide receivers right now. That's why they brought in a guy, Des Bryant, who hasn't played a game in the NFL since what December of 2017. Absolutely, but I will say this: I do commend you for. When you talked about their lack of productivity from a wide receiver standpoint, you didn't word it as if it was a knock on Lamar because we know when we talk about their offense, they run to pass, and when they pass, their option goes tight end, running back, then receiver. 
They, in traditional offenses, your receivers are your first option. Then from there, you come back to the tight ends and then to the running backs. That's not how they predicate their offense. That's not their mentality. And it shows when you're watching them on tape. They don't try to stretch the field often. They, they, it's very similar to Tennessee in terms of how we're going to give you a whole bunch of these pitches right here, yep. and now we're going to hit you with the changeup. Yes. Now we're going to, all right, run, 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 run. Now play action to take a shot. Jab, 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 right. jab, and then here comes the haymaker. Right, whereas you think yeah. about a team like the Steelers who can go either or. We can do a whole bunch of the jab and then a haymaker, or we've seen our Steelers just come out and just swing. Like, it and doesn't what, matter. Seven straight passes to start the game Absolutely, against the Titans. Man. Yeah. So, so. That's the biggest difference. So I understand in terms of like the wide receiver and their lack of productivity there, but they look at Mark Andrews as their guy. And he's as long as he's producing, yeah. yeah, they are fine because number one, it keeps them on schedule. Just by running a zone read offense, you I mean, a lot of times you're guaranteed to get two to three yards just on your basic running plays because of how the scheme is by itself. But the biggest thing is you have to stay on schedule. That zone read and, and all that option stuff doesn't work when you're behind the chains. When you're first and 15, when you're second and 12, that doesn't matter. If it's third and seven, I don't care about that zone read. I'm good. If it's third and two, third and three, now it's an different. issue because they got yep. the full gamut. Yep. That's the biggest thing with them, man. When, when you're able to get them behind the sticks, and the thing, too, is this. A lot of times this season, they've gotten behind the sticks not based, not because of a defense stopping them, but because it's been self-inflicted. Whether offensive linemen not lining up on the line of scrimmage, receivers covering up, covering uh, covering up the end man on the line of scrimmage, holding penalties. It's, it's yeah. always something with them, and that's been the biggest reason I feel like why their offense hasn't been as productive as it could be, which it still has been productive. But I think, I mean, in the words of Coach Thomas, it's more meat on the bone, and hopefully they don't find that. This week, they can find it next week, just not this week. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of their issues are very much self-inflicted. And, I agree. and that's the thing that's kind of scary about them. Because it's like, man, if you were a bad team doing this, oh, you're, you're not winning games. You're not sitting at 5-1. and one. But because of how talented yeah. you and are. they're not just winning games. They're still blowing teams out. Exactly. I mean, we talk about Philly and how it got close. That's but the remember, only close game they've played all year. I mean, they were up 17 zip. Let's, let's, I mean, like, that's the thing. That's the only game they've played all year, yeah. Moats, that hasn't been decided by double digits. It's crazy, that's it. man. Because even against Kansas City, they lost by 14. Right. So all their wins have been blowout wins, and their loss was a, a double, double digit, digit, a two-touchdown loss. Yeah. They've played one close game all year. Let me ask you, does, does that play an advantage for the Steelers, a team that has won a lot of close games already this season? I mean, they had to eke it out against the Broncos. They mm -hmm. had to come back and beat the Texans. Uh, they had a back-and-forth affair with Philly. Down to the – okay, obviously they blew out the Browns, right? Because <laughs> the standard is the standard. And I even mean, in the 20, Browns. What you supposed to do? Even in 2020, in these unprecedented times, the Steelers are still blowing out hey, the Browns. Hey, hey, it better not be that unprecedented. I don't want to hear none of that. <laughs> and then obviously down to the wire, right, with the, with the Goskowski miss in uh, Nashville – does that benefit the Steelers in a game that traditionally does come down to the wire that the Ravens haven't been as battle-tested in that regard where the Steelers, you know, they've they've had moments where they have had to not blink. You know, they're, they're much right. more tested than Baltimore to this point. Is there an advantage there? I definitely think there is an advantage because obviously you can look on the roster and say, well, hey, look, these guys, when you're just talking about their careers, Lamar Jackson, Ronnie Stanley, we can go down the list of the players. Have they been in close games? Absolutely. Have they played in big games? Absolutely. But we also talk about how each year is exclusive to itself. And as a whole, this Ravens 2020 group has not been as battle-tested as this 2020 Steelers group. Now, we can paint that how we want to paint it in terms of it being because the Steelers have just been in more dogfights. Sure. 
and if you're Ravens, you're saying, well, we haven't we needed been, it because right. we just, we're, we're, just, like, we're, we're just not worried better. about it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's multiple ways you can kind of phrase that. In either or, it's, it's not a, a right or wrong when it comes to that. But I do think, man, when you're talking about this potentially being a close game, which I think we both agree it will be, yep. I do feel that the experiences that the Steelers have had this season is going to help out, is going to pay dividends. Because when it gets close, when it gets tight, your execution has to be flawless. When it gets close, when it gets tight, you cannot allow doubt to steep into your mind. When it gets close and it gets tight, you have to find ways to continue to be productive. And for the Steelers, they're a battle-tested group. They're a hardened group. Yeah. They're a group that has had to win some games through adversity, whether it's injuries, whether it was penalties, whether it was you know play calling, whatever it may be. Baltimore, as as good as they are, and they are a really, really good team, they are not as battle-tested this year. Now, we're not saying that they're going to just lay you over when it gets tight because, trust me, man, you don't get 14-2 last year. You don't become 5-1 this year without having that dog in you. But I just feel like that is a big difference yeah. this year going because typically – both of these teams that would have had closer games by now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's typically how it goes. I mean, no one expect. well, I feel like we expected this. <laughs> but from a, a global standpoint, yeah. you don't really expect or oh, one team to be 5-0 and the other team to be 6-0 at this junction of the season as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think if you would have told, you know, the football world at large coming into this game that the Ravens would be 5-1, and I don't think that would have surprised a lot of people. But if you would have said the Steelers are 6-0, and mm-hmm. I think some people would have probably thought the Steelers were more like a 4-2 and two team, something yeah. like that to this point. But they've been able, to their credit, to win those close games, uh, eking out those close victories against the Broncos, the Eagles, uh, the Titans, uh, coming back in a game like they did against the Texans. I do think that, you know, when push comes to shove in a close fourth quarter game, that could help the Steelers to lean on some of that experience. I do wonder, too, Motes, and i got to be careful here, right? I'm not the one who's supposed to be asking Uh questions today. I like like when you ask questions. But it's it's good dialogue. Who's uh, Which quarterback has the bigger... You know, we started this segment talking about Lamar. Mm-hmm. Is it a bigger test for Lamar against the Steelers' defense? There's a bigger test for Ben against a Ravens' defense that does some things schematically different in how they attack you with the blitz. A lot of blitzing from their defensive backs. They have five mm-hmm. different defensive backs, the Ravens I mean, do. Marlon Humphrey, I think, had two, with uh, a sack. two sacks last week or yeah. either one or two sacks last week. They so, have yeah. five different defensive backs with or sacks. Or the bye week. With the bye week, their last game against the Eagles. Five different defensive backs with sacks. Uh, they do a lot of different things schematically. And I, I do think for both of these quarterbacks, these are the best units they've seen on defense all season. Who's it the bigger test for under center? For me, man, I personally think it's more so on Lamar. Just because I, I feel like our defense is better. Just across the board, obviously a lot more uh, a lot more talent on all three levels. Obviously statistically just playing better. I, I just think that the athletes, the pedigree, the, the playmaking ability on the Steelers' defense – that's going to be one of Lamar's biggest challenges that he's going to face all season. And not even just this week, just all season because of how talented they are and how they match up extremely well with what he likes to do in terms of playing in space and things along that nature. Whereas with uh, Ben, I don't see it the same. I do think the Ravens, I mean, the Ravens obviously have a really good defense, but they do have some, uh, some, some shortcomings in certain position groups out there. Um, They also, in, in terms of, being susceptible to the big plays. We talked about how we've seen that show up multiple times, and some of these have been just luck more than anything of a guy dropping a pass. We talked about two drops from the Eagles game where one would have was a 50-yard bomb, another one would have been a touchdown. So those are some of the things that the Ravens' defense has been giving up. I do think that Ben will be able to take advantage of that. 
But the other reason why I feel like it's more of a test for Lamar is because we've seen Ben win these type of games. We've seen Ben win big-time games. His track record speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah. And even though I don't like to include playoffs into every conversation because I feel like there are a lot of variables that go into that, I do think that seeing Ben's playoff success takes some of the pressure off of him in this matchup, whereas with Lamar, we still have the questions about in big moments – can mm. you respond? Because mm. we saw you, Kansas City, this year. That was a big moment. It was kind of underwhelming. We talked about last year playing the Titans in the playoffs. It was kind of underwhelming. We Even against the Steelers, his right. one game last year, he was It was underwhelming. So, three interceptions. So that's the thing. It's like we haven't really seen Lamar. We've seen Lamar ball out against the Patriots. That was a big game, right? That was a big moment. But we don't we 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 haven't built up this long catalog of Great Lamar Jackson performances. It hasn't been like what we've seen from Holmes right. early or, in his or, young or career. Ben's career. Yep. Or, and we could just go Russell down the Wilson. list right, yeah. of guys who, man, you don't. it doesn't matter what the team is. It doesn't matter what the score is. Like, you could watch Russell Wilson play right now. They could be down three scores in the fourth quarter, and you're like, they got a shot. They're going to come back. <laughs> I can assure you he's going to make a play. Right now, we're not seeing that with Lamar. So I think that's why it's a lot more pressure on Lamar in that regard. But I do think it's going to be, a, like I said, just a tougher task for yeah. him because of the defense that he has to face. I think so, too. And I think there is, like you said, you've made a good point in pointing out that each year is a new chapter. It's a new season. It's its own entity. But I do wonder if, like the old adage of, you know, you hear in baseball a lot of times, right? Like when a, when a guy's in a hitting streak, he's gripping the bat a little too tight, right? In hockey, when, you know, maybe it's been eight or nine games since Sidney Crosby scored a goal, he's just gripping the stick a little too tight. He's in his own head a little right, right. too much. I wonder if there will be some of that from Lamar. You know, if, uh, man, my only game last year against the Steelers, I didn't play well. You know, I haven't had the most success against these guys in the past. You know, these big-time games, people knock me for not having Like, I wonder if maybe he's – Moats, gripping the football a little too tight on Sunday. I'll be interested to see that. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting, man. Um, I do think that with Lamar, he will start to respond in these bigger moments. Yeah, he the has more to. He's too, he's he too good not to. Yeah, and, and I just think, man, when, when you're talking about a guy who's essentially in his second full year as a starter, it does take some time to – I mean, not everyone is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Not everyone just wakes up and is like, oh, yeah, I got this. Don't worry about it. Right. Some guys, it does take a little time. And I feel like with Lamar, it just got catapulted because of the success that he had last season, and it put him in a different light. I mean, you think about before last year how we viewed Lamar, and people questioned him as a first-round draft pick just in general. And now – how the expectations are for him, how we discuss mm-hmm. him. So I think that's going to be one of those situations until, you know, probably another year or so, until he gets that that element of his game cleared up. It's going to always have those question marks and concerns around him in that vein. But as a whole, man, it's definitely going to be an awesome game. And it's yeah. going to be tough task, man. I'm just excited, though, because how often do we get two just high-level quarterbacks like this in the building with extremely high stakes? We're talking about right. a, a division uh, in terms of taking the lead in the division, even though as athletes we don't really concern ourselves with that from the media and fan perspective, though we understand the significance of Leg it. up on the Absolutely, potential first man. seed. Yeah, you got the reigning MVP against a no-doubt future first ballot Hall of Famer, two rivals, 6-0 and versus 5-1. and there's a lot of meat on that bone, Arthur Motes. Oh, no question, man. No question. But that's what makes it exciting. That's what makes it football. And that's what makes it hot in the AFC North. Oh, you ain't lying. If you can't stand the heat, get out the kitchen. Uh, we got a lot of tweets rolling in here, Motsy. Oh, drop one for us, man. Because, you know, you transparency here. Uh-huh. We're, we're, even when we, even when I'm hosting, 
my man West still has the computer with the tweets up there. All right, so that's his responsibility to keep us on the Twitter Twitter thing going, baby. So what you got for me? Uh, a nice one here, actually. Douglas tweets uh, about any possibility of us shouting out his son, Adam. A congratulations here to Adam. He's been working hard all season with his peewee football team. Okay. He'll finally be starting at cornerback for the first time in their next game. Let's Go. And he's listening today to the show. So shout out Adam for the yes, hard work. Sir. And that's the good vibes we want heading into the big games this weekend. Absolutely. Come on, Adam, man. I need big time plays for you, baby. A Locked lot of up. effort. See ball, hit ball, and, and get a pick and send us a picture of it, man. That's what we need to do. Uh, we got a whole bunch of score prediction tweets coming in here, Motsi. You know that we'll save those for the second hour of the show. But uh, but make sure you're get still getting those tweets in, man. At the body 52 the body At Wesley Euler. The good hair. Well, I say, yeah, we want score predictions. We want anything that you have pertaining to this matchup between the Ravens and the Steelers. I mean, I want to know what your favorite moment in the Ravens and Steelers game is also, man. Ooh. You talk about this rivalry. Mm-hmm. Megawise, let me know. What was your favorite mm. Steelers-Ravens moment? Devin says he's calling Ben throwing six touchdowns. Hey. Our buddy, the flamethrower in Denver. Hey, he, wants, hey. he wants six tutties from Ben. It's not too far-fetched. I've seen Ben cook up a Ravens defense before. I'll tell you this right now. Ben throws six touchdowns on Sunday. You shaving your head? Uh, no, I, no, come on, come on. I was just checking, just checking, just checking. I'm, I'm very confident that the Steelers are going to be leaving Baltimore with a victory with a W if Ben touched or Ben tosses six times. Right, this isn't West Virginia versus Oklahoma. Oh, my, my. <laughs> this isn't a Geno Smith versus Baylor. <laughs> you throw eight touchdowns, seven, seven touchdowns, and no, we, but we win by uh, by a one score, 70 to 63. <laughs> Oh, man. Unreal. Unreal. But what is very much Uh real, when we come Uh back, ladies and gentlemen, this is how it all started a year ago today. (laughs) The Here We Go song, the official diss track of the Pittsburgh Steelers (laughs) for for every opponent that we face. And, man, I'm just excited because coming up next, we get off this break, my man Wesley Euler with the good hair is going to give us the Here We Go Edition Ravens Week diss track. So, you make sure you tune in. It's the Electric Factory on Steeler Nation Radio. Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. I don't know what you heard about me, but it is Motes and Euler, you will see. And it is Friday and it's about to be. Here we go, Baltimore Ravens editions, Uh baby. Uh Uh-oh. Motes and Euler here. You know what we are doing on a Friday, man. And I'm excited because it is time to sing. I've been waiting for this song since, what, Monday Long time? at 12.01 a.m.? Long time? Yeah, Monday, 12.01 a.m. I woke up. I told you, man. Middle of the night. Wife, you looked at me. You all right? Huh? You good? No, I'm not good. Why? What's wrong? It's Ravens week. Ha, ah, I gotta go. Start painting my face with the war paint. Wifey said, babe, but you gotta get to sleep. Kids got virtual school in the morning. I said, I don't care. I gotta have them. Any radio host from Baltimore that wants smoke, we got it. Any Anybody that's not in the megawatts and the power grid that got an issue with Steel Nation, we wanna see them. Ha. <sighs> And she knew from then there, man, the tone was set for the so week. You, so you're telling me Monday morning in the wee hours of the a.m., you mm-hmm. woke up like William Wallace. Absolutely. Just freedom! Freedom! 
Say red birds. One day we'll have a country of our own. No, that's what I told her. I said, look into my eyes. Do you see the pain? Do you see the glory and the honor that we shall taste come Sunday? <laughs> yep. Let's take a second here, quick, before I before I hit the tunes. Uh-huh. Just to reflect on how far we've come here. I mean, this is what started it all. You know, the, we had some goofy benchmarks. You know, Moats and I, you always do that thing when you start a radio show with somebody, right? And you're kind of trying to find your voice, find your tone, find your attitude of the show, if you will, right? And we rolled out things like Best of the West Wednesday and Three Question Thursday, mm-hmm. right? That let us show our goofy side a little bit while still talking sports and football and Steelers for the most part. But this, I feel like, is where we really took off, Arthur Motes. With with the fun, with the comedy, with the sing-song, with everything that we do so well, the blend of sports knowledge, Steelers knowledge, and entertainment. Absolutely. I mean, I mean this this we, might be our crown jewel. We, I mean, we do it all. You know that, man. We do a lot of things really well here. This might be our crown jewel. And I don't want to take any credit, okay? Uh-oh. But if, if we look back to last year, mm-hmm. I mean, the Steelers' record since you and I started doing this – you better take the credit. I'm gonna take it. So if you don't. they finished eight and six last year, uh-huh. and they were one and three when we started doing this. Talk about it. So eight and you eight last man. year. So that means that they were seven and four. No, seven and six. No, seven and four. No, seven and five. There we go. Hey, yeah, I'm gonna get the number. Boy, get it right now. So last year the Steelers were seven and five with us singing, mm-hmm. plus six and zero oh this year. Mm-hmm. That's a thirteen and five record, Arthur Motes, since we started doing this. See, I mean, I don't want to take too much credit, but you know, I'm taking the credit. You know, heed my warning here. And you know, Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger, Mr. Rooney, Mr. Colbert. I mean, if you want me in the building singing songs down there, I mean, I can do that too. I'm just waiting <laughs> them to get you. Maybe one not them, during a pandemic. But. Get you one of them old school mic stands with the silver, with you know the little boxy looking one, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, slick my hair back yeah, like I'm Elvis. Absolutely. I'm just saying, Steelers, if you want to make this a weekly feature where you know I do the sing song and everything for the website too, Steelers.com. I mean, I'm willing. I can be had. I'll be cheaper than Arthur Motes. What? <laughs> Jeez. I'll negotiate Jeez. cheaper cheaper price than Arthur Motes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're a package deal, all right? If I'm do if I'm doing the sing song on the website in a video form, I need Motes there with me as the hype man. I just try to do what I can. That means you gotta dress while. like Suge Knight in the background. <laughs> hey. If you don't want if you don't want your owners and your organizations dancing on the back of your videos, kinda don't cross the most records. Here we go, Steelers. And brought to you via Don't Cross the Moats Records. Uh, now available on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your music. It's the Here We Go song, Baltimore Ravens edition. Rat, rat, rat birds. Here we go. Our base player. If we were doing this in video form, like who's our like the Crowman, Crowman base player? Yeah, you gotta be. <laughs> get it. Just Let's nice and cool, it. just sitting there playing the bass. Oh, yeah. Steelers. I, he, he just looks like that type of guy. Here we go. It's time to Pittsburgh's heart and soul. The Stiller Nation has the best radio hosts in the electric factory. It's Euler and Boats. Here we go. Six and oh, and just getting started. We the ones, you know that. Cleveland and Tennessee, the dearly departed. Who's next? Now we 
got the Ravens in our sights. The defense gonna make Lamar run for his life. Here we go. He gonna be running all day because we got TJ and Big Bud. Don't forget Cam into it. Hey, listen, Ronnie Stanley, I'm glad you got the new money, but guess what? You gonna get whooped on Sunday, baby. Yes, you are. Oh, but hey, I'm sure with that 70 mil, you gonna get a whole bunch of crab cakes. Ain't nothing good about Baltimore. I mean, who likes Baltimore, really? Let me tell you what I know for sure. I'd rather be in D.C. personally. When it comes to state flags, Maryland's the worst. Oh, my God. That thing's so ugly, it makes my eyes hurt. Here we go. It makes your eyes hurt. It belongs in a hearse. That is the ugliest, most terrible flag I've ever seen. Who made it? Who came up with it? Probably the same person that thought making a raven as a mascot was a good idea. Get him out of here. Well, speaking of that, Mo. What's a raven good for anyway? It's like a dirty bird. All they do is eat row, kill, and squawk all day. It's a dirty bird. Here comes Pittsburgh to put the hammer down. We're gonna be 7-0 when we leave that town. Here we go. Dirty birds, ravens. This all sucks. No one likes crab cakes or that weird sauce they put with it. Come on, man. Let's be real about this. Give me Primanti's over them any type of day, any day of the week. 365, 366 in a leap year. Bums. Let's be real. Baltimore. I mean, what are y'all? What, what, what? Hallball? You're not even a cool hallball. Give me Jim with the khakis. No one likes Sean. He's hideous. Let's be real. What we talking about here? And Hall of Fame is always not even close. You know, still a nation all day, every day. Come on. Jeez Louise. In the words of resident West Coast Yinzer mm -hmm. and NFL Network extraordinaire Dave Damashek, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the Pittsburgh Steelers are named after the heroes who helped forge the steel Thank you. that allowed this country to take down the Nazi scourge. The pioneers of American culture. The, Baltimore, the backbone of our constitution. The Baltimore Ravens are named after a poet from Boston who, who married his teenage cousin... Mm. Got drunk and died. Oh, plot thickens. I mean, you tell me who you want to be a fan of. <laughs> we got some uh, answers to uh, your uh, favorite Ravens moment oh, good, on good, the uh, Steelers-Ravens moment on the Twitter.com. Oklahoma Zone says it's got to be the Immaculate, immaculate Extension best Christmas present ever and the tears and excuses we heard from baltimore were classic <laughs> uh let, man that, do you uh, know how bad of a christmas that had to be number one you're on oh, the road Merry on christmas, christmas baltimore so, so, so you you miss christmas eve yep and, and christmas, christmas day because the game wasn't until late and then you gotta fly and home then, and, then, no, no, and then you lose you you lose which ultimately knocks you off from winning the division because mm -hmm. that clinched the division for us mm -hmm. knocks you out the playoffs then you gotta fly back home i mean it was just a bad bad Situation. I'll say, I'll say the same thing right now that I tweeted out that day. Merry Christmas, Baltimore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dakota says, come on, it's got to be the Palomalu game-winning interception on Flacco in 2008. That's it for me, uh, without a doubt. That was my senior year of high school. Mm. That run, that season is my favorite kind. I've talked about how, you know, Santonio Holmes in the back of the end zone right. was my Steelers moment. It's 17 years old. That was like a week before my 18th birthday. Yeah, Palomalu like game-sealing uh, interception in the AFC Championship game, shaking Heinz Field See, to its me, core. for me, man, I got two. Obviously, number one is my – well, I don't even say – because it's just 1A, 1B. Sure. But for me, man, the Immaculate Extension, because I was, I was a of part that. of that yeah. game, and yeah. it was just a nuts back and forth, Christmas Day, win the division, folks there. I mean, it was insane. Not to mention we had them color as jerseys on, too. Oh, wait, them things were beautiful. So that, that that's obviously one of them. But Ryan Clark, 
hitting that boy McGee. Oh, Lord have mercy. <sighs> Gosh, every time I watch it, it still sounds still. like a gunshot. Yeah. Just like, bro, how, how did either one of y'all live to talk about this the next day? That's Armageddon <laughs> this right is there. Nuts. That's Armageddon. Like when when right I there. think of Steelers Ravens, that hit always comes to mind. Like that's the first thing I think of. And then from there I go down the list of okay, the the Mac Lip extension. I think of the uh the the TP pick, the Hines hit. Like I, I start thinking about all that. San Antonio other stuff. Holmes at the yeah. end of the game at but the, that at the goal hit line. right there, yeah. man. I think that is the absolute just just uh the, the personification of that rivalry, man. That that hit. Whew, I agree. Gosh. I agree. Don Juan says it's gotta be the Troy pick six to clinch the Steelers to the Super Bowl, but honorable mention the stretch on Christmas Day to clinch the North. Yeah, well said there. And then John says, How about Charlie Batch's last hoorah? Mm-hmm. I was in the stadium for that one. That's a great one as well, too. Uh, we've got some reviews going in, coming in here for the Here We Go song. Brian says, one of the best diss tracks we've heard so far. Official diss track of the Pittsburgh Steelers, baby. <laughs> uh, May says that I'm killing it uh, with the Here We Go song. Always so much fun listening to you guys. We appreciate it. Uh, keep those tweets rolling in here. We'll get to all of your predictions, scores, and uh, kind of X's and O's predictions as we roll along here. But on the other side, Arthur Motes, it's I tell you what, it's my favorite thing. To do oh, but well, my, my thing is this: I was trying to figure out, are you hosting or am I hosting today? No, that's where I'm. I'm oh, laying it up okay, to you. Okay, this okay, is my. Okay. This is my. Okay. Well, you know, I was gonna say LeBron James with Dwayne Wade no, moment, no, you but I no, feel like no, you're, you weren't. You uh-uh. more the king, and I'm more the flash. No, no, because no. see, for me, I'm insecure. <laughs> I'm very insecure. Oh, come on now. All right. So since I don't get to come in here and talk on the mic and do all my leading in and out of breaks. I take great pleasure in doing so. And if I even hit, if I feel the slightest hint of somebody trying to take over on a Friday, I'm going to call them out. So that's what I'm Bulletin doing. board material. I'm calling them out. Don't you try to take advantage of me on a Friday. It's my day. <laughs> but on the other side, while we're on it, five-star Friday. Star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Everybody we play is a five-star Baby, I cannot wait. When we get back from the break, you know what time it is, baby. This is Steelers Blitz on SNR. Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steeler Nation. How we doing? Fantastic. Boy, it's robbery week. I cannot wait. <sighs> Second hour, hour number two. Are you saying we're a little excited up in here today? Well, you know, just a little bit fired up. I mean, we know it's Moats Host Friday. We know it's uh, Halloween weekend. Ooh. We also know that it's Baltimore Ravens week. Whew. I mean... Does it get any better than this? We even got a little gloom. So. We got gloomy weather out here, man. It's a little overcast, a little drizzle going on. Nice mm-hmm. little briskness there to is. the situation. Feels like Steelers Ravens out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. It just feels right. I mean, when I woke up, I said I wouldn't want it to be any other way. Like, this is how it needs to be leading up into the game, man. And you know what? To lead up to the game here, to lead up to Five Star Friday, <clears throat> I got a little something special for you here, Motsi. Oh, you, you got It's my birthday? <laughs> I gotta give, oh, baby. I got to give credit, okay? Uh, remember our new buddy from Twitter yesterday, Buddha71, who yes, said he yes. made the Twitter account just uh-huh. because he likes to listen to the show, wants to participate with the show? Mm-hmm. Well, he wasn't lying. Um, he sent me a link of a video. He, he put me onto a video, 
that had some more Five Star Friday talk. Ooh, hey now. From some familiar voices from some Steelers ahead of Wait the Titans minute. game last Wait week. Wait a minute. So I cooked up some new drops and some new beats here for Is us. It, are you doing what I think you're about to do? Here's a, got a, new, got a new drop here for Five Star Friday. All right, so here we go. Here's what we got. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. That's Talk Mike Tomlin crazy. and Ooh. Joe Hayden. So, so that's the new little drop, the new little tease we got, right? I like that. I now, like that a lot. if you combine what we normally do uh-huh. with some of the new wave. Are you really about to do that? Here's our new five-star Friday <gasps> intro. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Anybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star Friday matchup number one. Man, first off, you know I got to shout out my DJ on the ones and twos cooking up that. Oh, wow. But, man, the first match that we got to talk about, man, it starts up front, man. And it's my main man, David DeCastro versus that mountain of a man by the name of Calais Campbell. Now, Calais has been crazy productive, man, both in the run and pass game. Just a disruptive nightmare. But we know David DeCastro, a.k.a. Double D, is an all-pro for a reason. This is the one we got to watch, though, baby. He has to keep Calais at bay. Calais going off can definitely throw a wrench in the situation here. But the Castro take care of business in that matchup, I love it. I love it for the offense, baby. I think that's, yeah. I mean, you have got to start up front. We talked about how they do a lot of weird schematic stuff with their blitz. Mm-hmm. And they do. But, man, if, if you can keep Calais Campbell and Yannick Ngakwe as well too, right? If you can keep oh, yeah. those We're going to get to him. We're going to get to Jags. Those X Jags. If you can keep those guys at bay, that What are they? What are they? X what? X Jags. Off. What is it? X Jags. Off. <laughs> yeah, that that certainly make them have to scheme up the blitz, right? Absolutely. Don't let them just get pressure organically. Absolutely. And trust me, Calais when they have them blitzing, he's been able to generate pressure by himself. But like I said, DeCastro is the guy, man. So that's the one I'm looking forward to the most in that first matchup. Can I get a number? Can I get a number? Can I get a number two? Five-star Friday! Uh-huh. Matchup number two. Oh, there it is. And we got to talk about Bud Dupree and TJ Watt in this high-stakes game of cat and mouse going up against Lamar Jackson. Now, look. We know Bud and TJ create pressure. We know they create a ton of havoc for quarterbacks. But we also know how elusive Lamar is. We know how brilliant he is when he's extending plays, when he gets outside the pockets. Bud and TJ, you're going to get your opportunities to get after Lamar. But you have to finish your rush. You have to contain him. You cannot allow him to have second and third chance opportunities in the pocket. We look at every highlight of Lamar and you're going to see him dancing around spinning in the backfield trying to you know just make extra time and make defenders miss make sure you finish your rush don't allow him to do those things and you do that man you make them one dimensional now it's a totally different ball game but if Lamar is able to run wow but that's for another day not today baby not today certainly 
You know what's funny is, I mean, you start with Bud and TJ there. I thought you were going with the, you know, the tackle matchup, mm, Ronnie mm, Stanley. Mm, 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 mm. But I got to contain mm. Lamar Absolutely. for sure. Yeah, I can't uh, give second and third chance opportunities to the reigning MVP. And just a little clarity, the reason being why it's not Bud and TJ versus Ronnie Stanley is this. We know with Lamar, he's not your traditional sit-in-the-pocket guy. So, traditionally, you would want your left tackle to be this all-world guy to keep the quarterback clean. But because of how much Lamar moves in the pocket, you're going to see him, even if you're not even dominating your matchup against the tackle, you're still going to see him just based on his moving around. And mm -hmm. sometimes he's been sacked based on that. I mean, guys are blocked and he's just dancing around and jumps right into a guy. Make sure you get him down. Though. That's going to be the most critical element of it, baby. Five Star Friday, matchup number three. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It starts with the Gunslinger, Mr. Seven, Mr. Ben Roethlisberger versus Marcus Peters. And the reason why I'm singling out Marcus Peters is this. Number one, we know Marcus Peters generates a ton of turnovers, a ton of interceptions. He's been doing this every stop of his career. If you want to go to Kansas City, you want to go to L.A., you want to go to Baltimore, wherever he goes, he is a ball magnet. And one of the things that makes him so great is his eyes. He constantly sees the ball. He's constantly seeing the quarterback. But you know what makes him not so great? What's that? His eyes. <laughs> because he's constantly looking in the backfield at the quarterback. And what does that what does that do? It makes him very susceptible to the double moves. Hmm. Now we've seen another cornerback who is aggressive on first moves and very easy in terms of trying to see the quarterback. And we saw that played out in terms of Denzel Ward to the double move of James Washington. Beautiful touchdown pass from number seven. I fully anticipate that happening again because Marcus Peters, like I said, all season long throughout his career, he has his eyes in the backfield. It makes him great because he's able to jump other routes. But when it comes to his man, the double move kills him. So I fully anticipate Ben taking full advantage of that and lighting it up, baby. I like the example with the Denzel Ward to James Watt. That's why we all come to class at one o'clock on a Friday, baby. I just try to give you a little something here and there. I mean, you know how many, you know how many different beer party, beer pong parties I had to walk by on this Friday to get to class today. But you make it worth it, professor. It's all about the journey. It's all about the determination. Five, <laughs> five star Friday. Matchup number four. All right, now we got to talk a little protection here, man. And in particular, we're talking Chooks Okra four. As he's going to be going up against the newly acquired Baltimore Raven, who goes by the name of Yannick Ngakwe. And, ladies and gentlemen, Can if you you're, spell that for us, Professor? Uh, Y N Nick and then Ngakwe. Yeah, that's how you spell <laughs> oh, okay, it. Okay, thanks. Yeah, Ngakwe. Okay. Yep, yeah, just all one word right there. Yep. But the reason why we got to talk about this matchup is this, man. If you haven't heard of Yannick, he is a pass rushing fool. This is a guy that, man, he doesn't need a scheme. He doesn't need a game to twist the to, oh, you pick this guy for him. No, no, no. He's a guy you just put out there. Doesn't matter where he's at. Doesn't matter this game. He's going to get a sack. That's the type of pass rush he is. We talk about top flight edge rushers. Yannick is a part of that next wave of guys. He just has to continue to do it on, on you know, just building up the years of it. But he is that type of pass rusher. And trust me, man, Chooks has been playing extremely well. I've been very impressed since he's taken over for the injured Zach Banner. And he's been holding his own. But for a fact, he has not seen an edge rusher like Yannick. With Jadavion Clowney a week ago, Jadavion was more name-related. We talked about how he hasn't really lived up to the, to, to the hype around him, especially since joining the Titans. And even when Chook saw J.J. Uh, Watt, we all know that J.J. Watt is a little bit longer in the tooth now. He's not the same J.J. as he was from a couple of years ago. But Yannick is in his prime. 
Yannick is a young guy that can get after guys. So it's going to be a true test for Chooks. But I'm excited because when you talk about Chooks, talk about his work ethic, you talk about what he's had to overcome to get to where he is today. Man, I'm just ready for him to go out there and show the world, man, that he is a premier tackle in this league, man. So that is going to be a good one. Five Star Friday. Don't you shortchange me. Don't you shortchange me. number five and that's why you get paid the big bucks my friend we starting up top baby coach tomlin Whoa. mike tomlin versus john harbaugh now you talk about two guys very very similar in terms of career success being a part of the same organizations for double digit years super bowl champs i mean these two guys are you know the the gold standard when it comes to coaching and just overall success at organizations but they're always compared to each other. We're always hearing how, well, Coach Tomlin isn't better than Harbaugh because Harbaugh had to do it without having, you know, a Hall of Famer quarterback. Well, now that excuse goes out the window. Now you get the opportunity to say, well, we got our Hall of Fame quarterback who's a little bit older coming off of injury, and you got the reigning league MVP. So if you're a better coach than me, because now our rosters are pretty identical, right? It's good on good. There's no more of the lopsidedness. There's no more, oh, well, this key guy is hurt. That guy that, that guy isn't going to play this week. No, 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 none of that taking place now. It's good on good. We all are ready to go. So throw them excuses out the window, but I got my money on Coach T. And that's just how I feel about it. Because we know in this matchup, it's going to come down to adjustments as it always does because the two teams are so evenly matched because there's so much talent but the team that makes the most adjustments the teams that that can stay ahead of the curve in terms of all right they're doing this so we go to a spy okay they're doing that should we go to this the team that can do that the best will be the most successful and i just feel like man my guy coach tomlin he got me he got us he's got still a nation and he will do what is necessary for the Steelers to get a victory Arthur Mutz, one more time, run them through the gamut, the five matchups that will determine the outcome of Steelers-Ravens Sunday in Baltimore. Absolutely. Starts up front, man. Mr. Double D, David DeCastro, minimizing the impact of Calais, the disruptor, Campbell. Then from there, man, we got to go Bud Dupree and TJ Watt, containing and finishing their rushes on Lamar Jackson. Then after that, for that third match, you know that third one. Can I hear a three? Can you, can you say three? Trace. Oh, there we go. Can I get one more time? Dry. Can I get one more time? That's all I got. Twa. It's all That's good. That's right. Dang it. It's all good. But Big Ben versus Marcus Peters, the super easy, very talented, but very undisciplined DB Marcus Peters, man. So that's the third one. And then from there, the fourth one, we got to talk about Chooks Okra 4 versus the new Baltimore Raven, Yannick Ngakwe. And then the fifth and final five-star matchup. We talking Mike Tomlin versus John Harbaugh. Who can make the adjustments necessary? Who can make sure their team is emotionally where they need to be? Who can make sure their team operates cleanly and not be a highly penalized group? I got my money on Coach T, baby. But those are the five matchups. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. Whew! It's not going to be us. It's not going to be us. Not today, Satan. It's not going to be us. It is not. And it's not going to be us that gets fine. So you know what that means. <laughs> it's still is what's on. Still a nation radio.
This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, indeed. Motes and Euler on a Friday. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Mr. Big Stuff, Mr. Big Chess, unemployed. No, actually, he's employed now. Shout out to him, baby. That's our song of the week. Song of the week. Shout out to the homie. Shout out to the homie. But. In this hour, in this particular segment, man, I'm excited because we finally get to break down this matchup a little bit more. Kind of react to some of the matchups in that five-star Friday. Mm-hmm. And, man, where do you want to start, man? You want to start offense? You want to start defense today, man? I'll let you pick. I'm really interested, and I don't know if – maybe I'm stretching here a little bit to call this a matchup. Oh, okay. Here we go now. But I think it's – you know, I, I, I think it is in, in kind of a chestnut checker sense. It, it is certainly something to keep an eye on. I want to see how – Two things that I think I know about both of these teams, you know, about a third of the way through the season, is that one, the Steelers like to get the ball out of Ben Roethlisberger's hands early, right? Yes. It's been a lot of it's been a lot of quick drops. It's been a lot of one and a half seconds and the ball's out, you know, working that short to intermediate passing game. And then what we know about from the Ravens is what you kind of touched on with Marcus Peters there. They like to jump routes. They like to play close to the line of scrimmage. They like to be aggressive with their defensive backs. How does that play out? Um, does that lead, you know what I mean, to some opportunities for Marcus Peters to jump some routes and, and maybe some pick sixes or some big plays going the other way? Does it lead to double moves and the Steelers able to take shots downfield? So, again, I don't know if that's exactly a matchup, but how the Steelers' offense has worked itself schematically this year and what they like to do with their wide receivers versus how the Ravens' defensive backs like to play close to the line of scrimmage and play aggressive. I'm excited to see how that plays out. Yeah, without a doubt. I am as well because that's kind of the uh... – What's going to break or what's going to give? Who's going to have to make the adjustment right, off of that? Right. The Titans, they started to change up their defense in the second half, which is part of the, the reason why they, they didn't slow down. or Excuse me, they didn't stop the Steelers' offense. They slowed them down a little bit. They started playing more of a cover, too, so you had those corners sitting out there to the flats hard, being able to trap and hit some of those short and underneath passes. Ben's going to have to be careful early on. Yeah. Yeah, obviously you can't just come out and double move. I mean, that's not how this thing works. You know, you gotta you gotta bait them into it a little bit. But with doing that, just know that hey, this is a very aggressive bunch when it comes to short and underneath routes. One of the things that I would probably um, anticipate the Steelers doing early on bunch concepts because that takes away some of the pressure of these guys being so handsy, being so aggressive on some of the underneath stuff. It makes them have to think and communicate a little bit more and that helps you out and we've already seen the Steelers using that they started doing that a lot more even last week right in terms of condensing formations motioning um, to bunches and, and stuff along that nature to just make the DBs have to back up so now you got a little bit more time so if he is going to jump the route he's not jumping it from five yards he's jumping it from seven right. ten yards it's a lot that's the easier difference. of a throw yeah. And that's the thing, whereas if you just line up as is, you know, just two by two sets or, or three guys on one side, one guy on the other side, but everybody's spaced out, this Ravens defense, they want to press. They want to be up on you, hands on you. We told you when the Steelers were struggling from a passing game st- or from a, uh, a defensive standpoint against the pass, we said a lot of it was related to them playing off the ball but playing man-to-man defense, so allowing guys to free release. Baltimore, they don't play like that. They play in your face, hands on on you from the start and that is another part of the reason why you would go to some of these condensed formations to kind of help with that I think that that has to be the recipe early on and then once you double move them a couple of times then they start to loosen up but if you go out there and you're reckless on the ball man a pick six could easily happen 
yeah. easily happen. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a good call by you. That's something I'm keeping an eye on. I got one more for you. Oh yeah, let me talk about that. It. We kind of touched on a little bit, but not specifically. I think we're going to see a, a lot of J.K. Dobbins in this game. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't had a ton of spin this point in the season. He's yeah. been successful on the carries that he has gotten. I think he's got two touchdowns on the year. And Mark Ingram's dealing with, uh, I forgot what the injury is. It's not uh, ankle. Ankle, yeah. I was about to say, I was, and yeah. he hasn't practiced at all this Correct. week, Motes. And when you're coming off a bye week and he still hasn't practiced, that's not good. That's not good. And so there's the whole Chase Claypool, J.K. Dobbins dynamic, right? Of like a lot of Steelers fans wanted the Steelers to take Dobbins. I think a lot of people thought that if the Steelers wouldn't have taken Claypool, he would have been the pick for Baltimore. Mm -hmm. John Harbaugh gushed about Chase Claypool in his media availability this week uh, with the Pittsburgh media. So I think there's that interesting Claypool and Dobbins dynamic of both teams liking those guys, mm-hmm. both fan bases liking those guys, them being selected not far apart from each other in the second round. And then how does that play out, right, with how much spin does Dobbins end up getting in lieu of the, the Mark Ingram injury? That's another storyline I'm, I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah, without a doubt, man. You're definitely going to see a heavy dose of uh, J.K. Dobbins because we already know that the Ravens, they use all their running backs, right? So Gus Edwards, he's the yep. guy that's going to yep. get be out there as well. They use all those guys um, collectively, and they're both – I mean, all of the guys are very effective, but I do think that J.K. will be the feature – because he has been getting the the second amount of reps, I want to say behind Mark uh, behind Mark um, Ingram, in, in that regard. So I like that matchup in terms of our defense stopping them. Just from a run game standpoint, we've been phenomenal at it this season. Now this is going to be drastically different, just yeah. because of the style in which they run compared to like Absolutely. Tennessee. It's different, yeah, very very much different, man. But as a whole, man, I think that we we should handle that element of their game. Now Chase Claypool, he's the wild card because. Even last week where Malcolm Butler shadowed him for a good portion of the game, he wasn't really involved in the offense. And it was I know the, the commentator at the time said, oh, man, the, the Titans are doing this coverage where they're scheming towards him. That wasn't the case. The, the biggest thing was just Ben was taking what the defense was giving him. Yep. And the only time he really didn't do that was a couple of the throws to uh, Juju where it was a linebacker on him, but the safety or somebody else got into the yeah, pitcher no, and absolutely. ultimately made it a, a, a not – yeah, not so good throw, you know, mm-hmm. in situations like that. But as a whole, man, I just think that they're going to – they watch that tape against the Titans and they're saying, man, we got to get Claypool more, more involved. Just because Malcolm Butler was shadowing him, that does not mean that he was taking him out of the game. If Claypool is one-on-one with Marcus Peters or Marlon Humphrey, he's still open. I mean, he's just that big, his catch radius, the speed that he plays with. So I do think that Big Ben in the offense will be a lot more aggressive in terms of trying to get Claypool more involved compared to last week where we saw two targets, technically one because you have the penalty on the, on the right. second one. Right. So I think that's going to be the biggest difference, man, when I'm thinking about just, uh, just Claypool versus Dobbins in this particular matchup. Yeah, no, it's a good call by you. It's it's It'll certainly be interesting to see, like you said, Steelers took what the defense gave them last week. Is it along those same lines this week? They try and get Chase Claypool maybe more involved early. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Absolutely, man. I'm excited about it, man, because, shoot, as the time progresses, we're getting closer Uh-oh. and closer to Sunday, which means we're getting closer and closer to this last segment. And, uh-huh. oh, you mean to tell me we're going to have a couple of commercials, and when we come back, we got Here We Go. Mm-hmm. We're seeing that again, the mm-hmm. official diss track of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. We're going to check out these tweets because if you haven't got your score predictions and tweets in just yet, you, you better, better do up. it now or hold your peace until – well, Monday could <laughs> long time, long, 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 long time, long time. All right. So if you haven't got your score predictions in, get them in now at the body fifty two, the body, and at Wesley Euler, the good hair. All right. And then we also got to get that paper. You know us, DJs in the building. Show me the money. Show me the money. So when we come back, man, whew, 
it's we jam packed. This still is Blitz on SNR. Somewhere up a New York way Where the people are so gay Twisting the night away This is the Steelers Blitz With Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes On your 24-7 home of the black and gold SNR Oh man, oh man It is Motes and Euler on a Friday We got the Sam Cooke plan I'm telling you this Every time I hear this song It makes me want to throw a Halloween party where we can all dress up in the 70s and 80s. It more put so our in blue the 70s. Suede shoes on yeah, and go dancing. Put, put, put a suit on, go dancing. Like, I just think it would be awesome. So, in about a year, when COVID is, is kind of died down, party of Motes crib. We're gonna, I'm going to throw a party. We're going to all dress up in the 70s, all right? Give me all your best 70s costumes, all right? We're going to have to wait till this COVID kind of get away. I ain't really trying to do with all that. We always say it doesn't feel like a Friday on the show, really, until we hear Sam yeah, Cook. Yeah, that's Sam I mean, as soon as it dropped, me and you in here just start dancing. <sighs> you should have <sighs> seen Moe's <sighs> twisting. I mean, he's burning you know? calories over there twisting. Man, I try to do what I can, man. You know, health is wealth. I even went and saw my doctor this morning. He said, you're good to go. You look awesome. I said, hey, that's why I like the hit, baby. All right, quick side Run note. Up. November 17th. Mm-hmm. A meeting with a uh, primary care physician. Ooh, big boy status. First time I've really been to the doctor in like eight years. Uh-huh. So I'm a little nervous, all I right? Like it. I don't know what my hold blood on, pressure, on, hold on, hold on. my did, cholesterol, and did, all that. Did you just say first time in eight years? Yeah. Oh, wow. I know. I have not been wow. to see my PCP since I was 21 or 22 years old. I'm going to be 30 here in a, in a few months. So, yeah, my wife is finally making me go get the checkup. Got to go get the physical. Got to yeah, go I get like the blood that. work, all that stuff. All right, you're going to be 30. It's been almost a decade since you've had a checkup. You know, Get your butt to the hospital. So. I could definitely, I could definitely respect that. I'm, I need to do that, but I'm not looking forward to doing that. Shoot, for me, man, it was funny because obviously, as a uh, professional athlete, I never had to worry about going to an office. Right? Sure. We would always have our annual checkups, physicals. Even when you're playing sports in college or in high school, you yep. always go for a physical. Yep. So you never even think about, oh, it's just a glorified checkup. It was like, no, I got to get a physical for sports. So, obviously, being retired last year because it was my first year out, I had to do the full retirement. They ship you off to get you all your medical mm-hmm. psyche valves and everything. But mm-hmm. this is my year where I'm like, oh, I need to find like a doctor, <laughs> right? And, and just going through and looking, I'm like, oh, all right. Then you walk in, it's just like, oh, I'm, this is this is new. This I, is what I, normal I'm, people do. Most. I've never done this before. All right, this is what us this is what us muggles do <laughs> all the and time. They're, and they're like, is anything wrong? I'm like, well, technically no. The, the only time I usually would have to come here is if I was injured. Right. Uh, I, I feel good though. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so, little you know, just a little backstory on us, but. We're not going to waste your time because we already said it's jam-packed for this last segment here, man. So without further ado, I would like to hear my main man get these vocals popping because it is official Ravens Week diss track. Let's get it. Here we go. Oh, yeah, baby. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Pittsburgh says time to stuff a mud hole in a rat bird. Let's get it. What I look like being from Baltimore. I don't even like Baltimore. My dad used to live in Baltimore. I told me he had to move out of Baltimore. He don't feel Baltimore. Now I just picture Crowley playing the bass line in the background. Man, that's what he does, bro. That's definitely what he does. 
here we go. Distiller Nation has the best radio hosts. We're in the electric factory with Steeler and Moats. Here we go. 6-0 and oh, and just getting started. We just getting started, baby. Cleveland and Tennessee, the dearly departed. Well, who we got next then? Now we got the Ravens in our sights. The defense is going to make Lamar run for his life. Here we go. He's going to be running, 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 but it's not going to matter, 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 because we got Bud and TJ, and they're going to make it splatter, splatter, splatter. And I cannot wait. Oh, and Ronnie Stanley, don't think I forgot about you. That 70 million that you got for the signing, better buy some cheesecake or cheese steak or crab. Ain't nothing good about Baltimore. Uh, uh, uh. I'll tell you one thing that I know for sure. Man, what you know, man? Talk to me, man. When it comes to state flags, Maryland's the worst. Oh, that thing is so ugly, it makes my eyes hurt. Here we go. And I totally fumbled the last one. Ronnie Stanley, I mean, you can get crab cakes, but if you're getting crab cakes, you got to pass that ugly, most despicable, disgusting looking <laughs> flag. Make me want to throw up in my mouth, spit it on, swallow it again, and throw it up after that. That's how I feel about that Maryland flag. Oh. What's a raven good for anyways? It's a rat bird. Just eating roadkill and squawking all day. It is a rat bird. Here comes the Stellars to put the hammer down and we're gonna be 7-0 when we leave that town. Here we go. You know we came in here to do, man. We leaving with a victory. That's the only thing we do when we go to Baltimore, baby. Lamar, I'm a fan. But hey, you gonna be hitting and getting down and being sad and so on Monday, baby. Hey, it's like that sometimes, though. It's like that, baby. And still got the better fan base. Pittsburgh got the better traffic situation. Pittsburgh got the better food. Black and gold looks way better than black and purple. Ugh. Get him out of here. I mean, let's be real. Y'all copy the JMU anyways. You wish you were a dude. <laughs> wish you were a stealer. Unfortunately, you're neither. You're a rat bird. Who cares about rats and birds? I mean, who wants to be a raven anyways? Like, Wes, really? You want to be a raven? No, I do not. I don't like, want to eat roadkill and squawk all day. You don't. You, you know what I mean? Like, even when you think about what the raven, oh, oh we named it after Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, yeah, you want to marry your cousin? That's what you want to do? <laughs> Get him out of here, man. And not just your cousin, your teenage cousin. Get him mm. out of here. Get him out of here. And he's from Boston anyway. Exactly. At least, at least be original. At least have somebody that's from your sp- Right from your city, like, come on, baby, what are we talking about here? I mean, you could, you know, what a much better team name would be if you want to after something good from Baltimore, uh-huh. the Baltimore Michael Phelpses. There you go. I just oh. made a better team name for you. There you go. You're simple. welcome. It's you're, very simple. You're welcome, Michael. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, time to get to the tweets before we get to the paper. I guess we should do that, huh? We got a lot of them, Otzi. It's a, it's a participation. You know what? Week. Let's get it, man. Read them off. Let's go. All right. Antonio says thirty-three. Blitz round. Blitz round. Blitz round. <laughs> I gotta take a deep breath. <laughs> I'm laughing and I got a tickle in my throat now. Oh no, this is not a good time. I gotta cut my eyelids off here. This is not a good time to be blinking. Come on, baby, let's get it. Come on, come on. All right, Antonio lightning says round, lightning round. 33-23 late touchdown from James Conner seals the game. TJ and Bud strip sack. I like it. Uh huh. Talk to me now. Talk to me. I like it. Uh, Brian says Steelers shock the NFL world. Make it easy. Thirty-seven to twelve. Justin Tucker kicks four field goals and a pick six by Joe Hayden. Talk nice to me. <laughs> the lit one, Rebecca. The lit, lit, lit. She's also calling a interception for Joe Hayden. A big game from Chase Claypool and the Steelers to win thirty-four to twenty-eight. And she is always right. She's always lit, that's for sure. Oklahoma's own, comfortable for the Steelers as well. 30-12, to 12, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Dakota has Steelers 38, Ravens 28. Alex Highsmith 
with a forced fumble. How about that? I like that prediction. Make a name for yourself, young boy. Make a name for yourself. That's not seeking comfort with your prediction there for sure. Um, Let's see what else we got here. Let's see what else we got here. Ryan says, I'm calling 27-24 Steelers. A late fourth quarter rally from Ben wins it. And, uh, and he says, Immaculate Extension making us kings of the north is my favorite rivalry moment. Uh, David, our buddy, the Photoshop extraordinaire, Steelers oh yeah, oh 28, yeah. Ravens 21. <laughs> he said my favorite moment in the rivalry happened off the field when Joey Porter tried to get on the Ravens team bus after the game. <laughs> Classic, classic. I love it. I love it. Uh, Thrash, our buddy Thrash in Virginia, 28-23 to Steelers. James Washington, long touchdown to seal the victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jarrett, he thinks it's comfortable for the Steelers as well. We match up well with this Ratbirds team, 34-17. to They can't cover our receivers, and our defense is going to get after Lamar. I've got a good feeling about this one. Kayla says here, uh, 33 to 30, Steelers win. Four sacks on Lamar, mm-hmm. and Ray Ray McLeod finally returns one all the way for six. He is long overdue, by the way. He is, and he was really close last week, man. He bounces that one to the right instead of the left. Mm-hmm. He, he might be seeing pay dirt. Uh, Harry, close one. Tight one by the skinny skin skin of the Steelers. Chinny, chin, chin. Wow. Pittsburgh 35, Ratbirds 34. Joan, she likes the Steelers uh, a little more comfortably as well, too. 31 to 17 for the Steelers, says Joan. Ray says 27-24, Pittsburgh. It's going to be epic. TJ and Bud are going to contain Lamar. That'll be the difference to lead us to victory. Here we go. Matt says, I'm taking the Steelers 20-17. to 17. Steelers defense gets five sacks. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, you that's see, all only give I'm it, seeing I, I, I'm here in terms all these of scores. Good, all these good predictions, see? Nobody tried this. We ain't got no Brian Batcos in the, in the megawatts in the power grid. BPR here, last one. Oh, Lord, did I jinx it? Steelers 24-21. to okay. 21. TJ with a two-sack game. Oh, yeah, get after him. Let's do it. And uh, Steel City Champs uh, says with the billboard of Big Ben in Baltimore, I think they just jinxed themselves. Well, I, no, no, I was wondering, was that for real? Yeah, that's for real. A TV, like, TV station like, in Baltimore yeah, put that up. I saw people tagging. I was like, yeah. you know where this is for real. Yeah, welcome wow. back, Ben, with a picture of him getting sacked. Now, now, now when I saw the... When I saw the mm. billboard, it became personal. It became personal. <laughs> it became personal. And that's when it became personal for me. Yep. In our best Michael Jordan voice. Russell says Steelers 42 to 20. The defense is pissed and they lead the way. And I like it. As long I as it's like hot, it. that's all that matters. Is it time for our predictions, Arthur Motes? I mean, I'm always ready to predict. Is it time to get that paper? <sighs> time to get the paper. Gotta get money. Show right? me the money. Show me the money! Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Talk to me! Talk to me! Let's talk to me! I love this song. Let's get it. Autumn is a radar, oh, blistering yeah. and swaggering boisterously. Do that! Do that! Do that! Autumn is a pirate, like the crisp cold wind rolling through M&T Bank Stadium. Mm-hmm. Folks, it's a real simple concept to give you five games every week, nice and then we t- we tell piece. you how we feel about the Steelers contest as well. So let's get right into it. Last week, I told you guys, right, I'd been burned by Saturdays too much that I was sticking, to, uh, staying away from, pardon me, college football for a little while, right? I lied. Psych, I lied. <laughs> hey, give me Iowa. Give me the Hawkeyes. Minus two and a half against Northwestern. Uh, only one game to go off of experience or, you know, from sample size of these Big Ten teams so far with their season just starting last week. But I like Iowa to win this one. I think it will be close. I think there's a chance they only win by three or four points. 
But give me the Hawkeyes to cover by two and a half against Northwestern. Now, four NFL games for you here. Motsi, you know I've been hot on them all season, baby. Yeah. Why stop now? Give me that bad man, Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers against the Vikings, they are favored by six points and they cover. I know how this works in these division contests, right? A lot of times it can be close when you get those teams and those coaching staffs that are very familiar with each other. But the Packers, they got enough to win that game by a touchdown. Absolutely. Give me Green Bay minus six. The Bills, the Arthur Motes Buffalo Bills. It's Let's the, go Buffalo. Is this, my, uh, is this my Herb Brooks moment? Sounds like it. Is this my miracle on ice, USA? I feel like it is. Their time is over. Mm -hmm. It's done. I'm sick of hearing about what a good team the New England Patriots yeah. have. Screw them. Yeah. It's your time. Bills minus three against the Patriots. They win that one by nine points, ten points, and they cover. And, and, and I'm doubling down and making sure my bet is good right now. Shout out to Fox Bet Sports app, by the way. Shout out to my dog, Wes, for putting me in. <laughs> and then the last two, we're going to go out to L.A. All right. The Chargers, well, technically this game's in Denver at Mile High Stadium. I don't think that's what they call it anymore, but that's what it's always going to be forever known. It's, it's always Mile High. The same way it's, yeah. Herbert and the Chargers are only one-point favorites against the Broncos. That's it. And so I'm worried sometimes, you know, those games that are too what? good to be true. Maybe this Vegas knows something that we don't know. But if you've listened to this show over the last few weeks, we are Justin Herbert believers on this Absolutely. program. Give me the Chargers minus one. They win in Denver by at least a field goal. What? And then last but not least, the Rams. Like we said on Wednesday, quietly maybe the best under-the-radar team yes. in the NFL. Yes, indeed. Tua, his first game against the Rams, and the Rams are only favored by three and a half points. I think Tua will make some plays. I think the Dolphins are a well-coached team. I don't think they're really going to get blown out very much anymore. But they're not going to win right now. But the Rams win <laughs> The Rams win that by a, by a touchdown. Absolutely. Give me the Rams minus three and a half. So, again, Iowa minus two and a half against Northwestern tomorrow. And then on Sunday, I'll take the Packers minus six. I'll take the Bills minus three. Chargers minus one. And the Rams minus three and a half. Arthur Motes on to Baltimore. The Rappers. Is this the part where you go first? It's like, I gotta go. Are you gonna go? Are you gonna go? Are you gonna go? It's, it's Motes go? host Friday, so I'm stepping out of the way here and just you letting know, you. You know, you know, hey man, because I'm a nice guy, because it's Friday, because I believe in showing a little hospitality, hospitality, <laughs> that's hospitality. <laughs> a little hospitality, you know, on, on, on a Halloween-like weekend. I, I do think that I should allow you to go second. So, with that being said, I got the Steelers, man. 24 to 20. Ooh! A little tight, but we get the job done. Arthur Motes has 24 to 20 Steelers, and I'm close. Twenty-one to seventeen, Pittsburgh wins. You love to see it. So Motes goes twenty-four to twenty, Steelers. I go twenty-one to seventeen, Pittsburgh. So we both have the Steelers to win and to cover. Reminder that that hater Brian Backo, mm -mm -mm. he goes thirty to twenty-eight, Baltimore. So he will take the Ravens to win, but and, and, the Steelers. and direct all negative tweets towards Brian Backo. That's right, at Brian, Brian Backo. <laughs> on the, on the Twitter.com. Uh, last couple ones trickling in here, Motsi. Corey says, where can I find and download the Here We Go Remix playlist? Also, Steelers get the dub 23 to 20. Corey, wherever you get your podcasts, except for Spotify. 
Except for Spotify. All right, so uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the iHeart app. You can get the show uploaded there in podcast form. This is not just for Corey. This is for everybody. It's real, real. You want the show on demand, commercial-free, every day. Uh, Steelers Blitz. That's Blitz with a Z, the name of the show. Search that where your podcasts are. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the iHeart Radio app. All those apps are free. If you don't have them, download them. You can get us there every day. And, of course, me singing the Here We Go song is on there twice every week. Um, Gunner says tight ends play a big part this week, 31-21 to 21 Steelers. Randy, another fantastic show, you guys. Steelers 45-35. to 35. Ooh, okay. I okay. tell you what, Randy's, right. Randy is going with the uh, the high-scoring game there. We'll, definitely we'll, taking the over is what you're telling me. All right. yeah, he is definitely, <laughs> definitely uh, taking the over here. Let me check. I'm just double-checking to make sure there's not any last ones. Uh, Jab says, I dare you guys to pick this one on Get That Paper, and it's the Chiefs-Jets 21-and-a-half point oh, yeah, spread. That's insane. That. I'm, yeah. That's insane. Funny thing is, though, it wouldn't surprise me if they covered, though. If you had to bet one way, which way would you go? Because I'd still take the points with the Jets. I mean, you're right. It wouldn't surprise me if they covered. It but wouldn't surprise me, man. If I was putting 10 bucks on the game, I think I'd take the points. I think. I'm not positive. I, 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 think. I, I would bet big and win big with the Chiefs. Hmm. I'm going with it. L. Bell's going to be excited. He's going to be fired up. Yeah. I think you're right. All right, last one here, I think. And the Uh, Jets are terrible, man. Doug, they are. They're real. I mean, they're real bad. Doug says Steelers win 24-21. Connor, 125 yards on the ground. Ben finds Juju and Claypool for touchdowns. Mike Tomlin keeps doing his thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, that's it. I'm cutting it off there. That's it. (laughs) If you get any more in, I apologize for not getting them on the show. But we gots to go. We gots to get up out of here, oh, man. Oh wait, now hold on, real quick, real quick, all right? Because I'm I'm doing the producer thing, all right? Oh, hold on, let me get the let me get the uh, let me get the 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 autumn is a raider out of here and mozi before you sign off. I'm about to say, come on, man, get me right. Hit the tunes. Party people. Yeah. There we go. So as we always do on a Friday, we leave out of here on a party because it's always a party when it's Friday. And it was a Moats host and Moats and Eula on a Friday, and it was a blast. I had to shout out too. I was just going to say real quick. What you got for me? Make sure to tell the people we got a little schedule change Monday, Tuesday of next week. I got you. Okay, just making sure. Just sorry. Can, can I cook? Sorry. I, know, I just, I just meant to, 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 to tell you during break and I forgot. I just told you. All right, rewind and pretend like I never did that. Two ago, I got this. All right? Easy. Whoa, Kimosabi. Whoa, okay? You know what? I'm just going to hang the predictions up on the wall. Ay, caramba. So, anywho, man, I got to give out a big-time shout-out to my producer, Wesley. You're alone with ones and twos, man. Keeping the sound and crisp. Keeping the bells and whistles activated the way they need to be. Shout-out to the Power Grid and the Megawatts. Everybody that tweeted into the show, we greatly appreciate you. Yes, because we do. without y'all, week. there is no us, man. Y'all have been phenomenal week. this week. Also, man, got to shout out my co-host, Wesley Euler, man. Man, oh, always good rocking the mic with it's my been brother. It's a pleasure. You, are, you already know. And for everybody that's looking for us on Monday, we have a schedule change next Monday and Tuesday. We'll be on from 10 to noon, all right? Not our usual noon to 2. We'll be on 10 to noon on ESPN Pittsburgh. Up with the big man, Craig. Uh-oh. Woo! Wolfly. So, oh, yeah, my, that folks, you think you, this you, is electric. Hey. You definitely want to hear all three of us together on Monday, twelve Monday and Tuesday, twelve to noon. All right, I mean, excuse me, ten to noon. And then I think they're going to replay it during our normal slot here. Yes. So if this is the only time you can listen, you'll still hear it. But oh man, Motueller oh, and the man. Wolfman Monday, Tuesday next I'm week. I'm telling you, man, get your money's worth. It doesn't get any better than that. So I'm excited about it. Definitely enjoy your week. Stay safe. Enjoy this matchup. And as always, you know where to find us on your 24/7 home of the black and gold Steelers. 
Nation Radio.